Are you struggling with kids fighting, yelling, and more despite listening to the podcast and reading all the books? Parenting can be so overwhelming and exhausting. You know, I see you and I have something that will help. Mindful Parenting SOS. I'm offering free live mindful parenting sessions starting Monday, May 6th. Basically, live mindful parenting lessons that you normally have to pay for. So if you struggle with getting your kids to listen, tantrums, misbehavior, and feeling the guilt of yelling at your kid, then you should definitely get your spot in Mindful Parenting SOS. I'll be there to answer your questions in person, and if you can't make it, we will have replays available. Don't wait to get your spot now. It's free. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS to register. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash SOS. I can't wait to see you there. I feel like it's been a lot of a lot of work to to be on the journey, but I'm really I'm so thankful that I kept coming back, even when I was frustrated. <laughs> You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 345. This is a special bonus episode about mindful parenting in Texas with Carrie Henry. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of the best-selling book, Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confidence. Kids. Hey, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here for this special bonus episode. But listen, if you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you've ever gotten any value from this podcast, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. It just helps the podcast go grow more. It just takes a minute of your time and it is so, so appreciated. It really makes a difference. I really appreciate it. Today, I'm sitting down with Carrie Henry, and Carrie is a pediatric occupational therapist and mom of three. She lives with her husband, who's a pediatrician in Mount Pleasant, Texas, with her two dogs, who have as strong opinions as she and her children do. So Carrie is a graduate of the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training Program, and she is an awesome mindful parenting teacher, bringing it into her community in Texas, which is so exciting. We're gonna talk about how she was parented, conscious discipline. We're gonna talk about community skills. There's so much here about her own journey and takeaway. So there's so much here. I can't wait for you to dive into this conversation. And if you are interested in the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training Program, if you want to bring the Mindful Parenting course to your community, maybe you're a, an OT or a teacher or a therapist or a doula, or you're just maybe really passionate about parenting, then you might be perfect for this teacher training. It's a five-month intensive program, can be done from anywhere around the world, and we give you everything you need to bring mindful parenting to your community. So to learn more and apply to the program, go to mindfulparentingcourse.com slash teach. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com slash teach. Now join me at the table as I talk to Carrie Henry. I have talked to you like this over Zoom many, many times, but I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Talk to you in this context and your you're like in the middle of your practicum, right? 
Yes, I've completed the third session. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. All right, we'll talk about that another time because you're right in the middle of it. But you're in the mindful parenting teacher training, but I've known you through a number of different contexts. You were in mindful parenting. We did coaching together. But I'm curious, uh, I want to know and share with the listener, like what attracted you to mindful parenting in the beginning to begin with? Well, I was pregnant with my third child and I was feeling really out of control. I had a a two-year-old and a four-year-old or almost two and almost four-year-old at the time. And I was, I was like, this is not going to go well. Like when I have this third child, it's already not going well with these two. So I don't even know what I'm going to do with this third. And, and I mean, I, it was a planned pregnancy. I, I planned it, but then I was just really feeling really, really stressed out. And so I, um, I attended a, a conference for conscious discipline. And so I needed continuing education credits for my job as an occupational therapist. And so I just kind of found something that I thought might help me as a parent as well. And so um, there was so much information that was just all brand new to me. So like deep breathing and managing your own stress response and learning about the brain state model, all of that was like brand new information. Um, and so then I came home and and they give you lots of skills and some scripts to use. And so I came home and I was so excited to try these skills with my children and it didn't work, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, and it was like, I believed in it and it was all research and science based. So I knew, I knew deep down that it was, there was something to it, but I just couldn't make it work for my life. And so then, um, listening to one of your podcasts, when you, um, you always say the thing about, you know, you could read all the parenting books. And I already had read all the parenting books, all the parenting books, but unless you have your own stress response under control, you really can't put that stuff into practice. And so I really wanted to put what I had learned into practice. And so I started, um, I decided to join the mindful parenting membership at that time. And so, um, that gave me, you know, the skills to figure out how to like make things work and to really calm my own stress response. So Wow. That's awesome. I mean, that happens to a lot of people. You know, I, I have I have people who are like, you know, preschool teachers and like, why am I so freaking out with my own children? And, you know, people who teach some kind of things. And it, it's really, it's, it, it's really different. I think as we apply it to ourselves, that really personal, personal application of, of that work is really different. And I'm, I'm curious to, as to you, because, you know, I know you live in Texas, right? Like, and, you know, it, it's, it's, I know it's a different scene in Texas than it is from like Seattle or like New York, right? Yes. Like it's, it's a different scene. And you, I'm, I'm curious as to like, were some of the things that you were encountering in both the conscious discipline and mindful parenting, were these like really, were you like, was this really different from the way you were raised and how you brought up? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the other thing is I didn't have any models. I think one of the questions they asked in conscious discipline is who are your models? Like who, who can you think of that, that behaves in these kinds of mindful, thoughtful ways? And I, I couldn't come up with a single person. And now years later, I still haven't been able to come up with that single person who I had growing up that really modeled any of these skills for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I grew up with a single mother and so she had lots of stressors in her life. She was, you know, she had my brother and I, when she was really young and she was pretty reactive. And so, um, I, I didn't have that model growing up. And then I can't even think of, of teachers that, that did it. And now as a parent, I don't really have many 
peers that that parent in this way. I have, you know, my a good I have some good friends that that are far away, but nobody in my like that I get to hang out with regularly. I don't get to see this modeled. Yeah, that's hard because our environment is such a huge influence on us. Like we don't even realize that we tend to think like uh, you know, we, we tend to be great believers in our willpower and just our ability to be like, I will choose to be X way and then it will be so. And we don't realize like how, how much social creatures we are and how our environment, you know, and our upbringing and all of those things, like it's kind of planted these seeds and in, in our, we tend to just like kind of rehash these things that have been around us our whole lives. So this situation you were in, where is really like no models, no model in your immediate community and your friends and stuff. That's a, that's a really hard situation to make change in, I bet. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely been challenging. And then you see parents, you know, saying like using a threat and then having a kid respond immediately and very compliantly. And meanwhile, my own child might be like flailing about and screaming. And so then it's like, you see these, these things. And so it makes you question sometimes, like, is this really the right thing? Like, am I doing, am I doing this right? Like, if, is, you know, is this really the way or is there, is their way better, you know? But I mean, I think I knew always deep down in my heart that that's not how I wanted it to be, but um, it's definitely hard when you, when you see the kids that, that really respond well to that kind of model and then, you know, to. Yeah. I mean, take the, the other road, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to judge our, our, our messy insides to somebody's, <laughs> somebody's out in public outsides. Have you seen, well, let's talk about that. Like you were really struggling when you came to mindful parenting and you were, you were pregnant, you were like, Oh my God, I want to do these things. Did what results did you see? Did things change for the better? They definitely changed for the better. It was, I think it was a little slower going than I had hoped. You know, I kind of wanted this like immediate, like (laughs) all of a sudden I'm this enlightened, amazing parent, like with these amazing children to prove it. And so um, uh, I think it was a little frustrating that, that it was so slow, but I was always, I saw small wins throughout the entire process. So, um, you know, it's been about almost four years since I started this whole like journey. And so I feel like I'm definitely now at the point where I can see the more joy and the more compliance and the, the kids who seem to really care about my feelings and other people's feelings more than they had before when I was parenting in another way. So I feel like, um, it was, I feel like it's been a lot of, a lot of work to, to be on the journey, but I'm really, I'm so thankful that I kept coming back even when I was frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it can, and especially in your situation where you had, you were in an environment that did not support the work you were doing and you were trying to speak this new language, you know, you were probably doing a lot of like in your head translation and your kids probably had built up some kind of some resistance to the old school methods uh, when, when you started to start to transform your own responses, I bet. Yes, for sure that can be like a, a train. That's like hard to turn around. You got to slow it down, get it, get it to stop. And then you have to turn it all the way around. So you're, you're an occupational therapist. I didn't, I think before I knew you, Carrie, I actually didn't know what an OT was. I've, I've now, I now know, or maybe you can tell the listener, maybe the listener doesn't know. And so maybe you can tell us what that is and, and how, and does that, how does that fit in with mindful parenting or is it completely separate? Yeah. So, um, 
in occupational therapy school, we learned that, um, and like we, that the occupational therapists use occupations as, you know, to help people to achieve their highest quality of life and their best, highest functioning. And so uh, we define occupations as the things that occupy your time. And so um, for chill, I work mostly with children. And so for children, it's, you know, learning and playing mostly primarily playing is what I do as an occupational therapist. Um, so I get paid to play with Play-Doh. So it's a pretty cool job. Um, <laughs> I, but, I have to ask, are you like, my mom was like a nurse and she had, she had like compassion fatigue by the time she got home to me. <laughs> do you get, <laughs> do you get like playing fatigue from? Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun to play with the Play-Doh when I'm getting paid to do it. But when I'm coming home and my kids are demanding, I play with Play-Doh. It's or throwing the Play-Doh. <laughs> it's a little, it's not quite as fun. So yeah, that is, that is true. I've never uh, heard it called compassion fatigue, but I like that. (laughs) Um, But I feel like this really, I I had an occupational therapist that was interested in taking my course. And she was talking about how um, it's really, it really aligns really well with occupational therapy because what occupies the time of parents is parenting. And so um, to be able to help parents achieve their highest quality of life as a parent, I feel like it's really, really compatible with that. And so I feel like I'm even being an occupational therapist when I'm teaching the course. So that's great. Parenting can be loud, stressful, and rough some days. And we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way. And that's why I love that Cozy Earth is a sponsor of the podcast. Cozy Earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep. The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly, incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with cozy earth bedding and sleepwear. And it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health. You deserve it. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use the code MINDFUL35 for 35% off. That's awesome. At CozyEarth.com. That's coupon code MINDFUL35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. I I heard your 
hear your story about like how you were the struggle and that was frustrating, but what is it about, you know, you're in the teacher training now, what is it about mindful parenting that you feel like is helping people achieve their highest quality of life? Um, well, I feel like, so even just at my third session, I have parents like having these aha moments and having these just brilliant moments where they're able to problem solve and on, on the spot in a way that creates more peace and harmony in their lives. And so um, I even had a, one of my participants said her, her husband has noticed already. So this is three sessions in. we've done, you know, three hour and a half long sessions and her husband can already tell a difference. And so that's super validating for me and super, you know, it's just like really great to hear Uh, her husband said, I don't know what it is you're doing on Tuesday mornings, but keep on doing that. And then, (laughs) and then he's a teacher. And so he also said, I think I need this in my classroom. And, and that's like, actually one of my biggest goals is to have this information in the schools. And I haven't quite figured out which pathway I'm taking to get there, but that's, that's one of my goals is to help, you know, teachers learn this so that they can teach children. And so I feel like if children had these skills, it would just make the world a better place. So Absolutely. And I know you studied conscious discipline. So is there like, is that, is there overlap there? Is that, is that something that goes into the schools? Uh, I, I, my goal is to get it into the schools. It's <laughs> not, it's not currently I'm, I'm on the PTO and we're working to raise funds to hopefully get conscious discipline um, trainers to come into the school. So that's something I'm working right now on. I've been in contact with conscious discipline and with the principal of the school and the PTO and really trying to to make that happen for my, for my school. It's funny, my three-year-old, when I'm, my goal is that when he goes to school, he will have like, it'll be there for him, like already established so that he will have like this whole life of this, you know, (laughs) these adults that really can regulate themselves. And so that's that's really, that's one of my biggest goals right now. All right. So what is conscious discipline? Um, So it's, it's a social emotional learning curriculum and it's, it's um, a brain-based, so it's focused on the brain state model. And so their first thing, which is like exactly like your first module is focusing on the brain state model and how, you know, when the amygdala is hijacked by your triggers or your stress response, how you really can't do much. And so um, it starts with how to regulate the brain state and then it moves on to connection. And so it goes into, you know, feelings of connection and ways to promote connection, which I feel like goes with your, your work on compassion and loving kindness and, you know, emotional deposits that you talk about putting emotional deposits in, um, in your kid's bank. And then the last sec, then the highest level is problem solving. So once you've got safety as a base, as a foundation, then you can move on to connection. And then once you feel well connected, then you can move on to problem solving. And so you use the problem solving with um, like the win-win problem solving and, you know, lots of communication skills where you're, you know, using iMessages and and things to help you achieve those things so that you can have a harmonious relationship where you can solve your own problems and help kids solve their problems at the same time. Lots of overlap there. I hadn't thought of it as a pyramid. I like that. I like that kind of visualization. That's very cool. I think of it as three overlapping circles in my mind are the, it's like the mindfulness and then self-regulate or emotions, then self, then compassion, and then skillful communication. But that could be exactly what you described. There's a tremendous amount of overlap there. That's super cool. 
Right. And it's hard to get to that place of compassion if you're like all totally triggered. You know, it's hard to feel compassion when you're ah, when everything's out of whack. So and then yeah. the other thing I think that both models do, I think in mindful parenting, the first several modules are about the parent only. So you don't even talk about the kids until several sessions in. And that's that's similar with conscious discipline, that it's adult first. So you're you're implementing all those strategies and skills with yourself before you're ever trying to teach children or trying to solve a problem with a child. So, yeah, which is, of course, I think as it should be, because we have to start with ourselves, right? We can't, we can't be expected, like expecting like you, you, Hey, you, you little one that is by definition, immature and underdeveloped, you change. So I can feel better. (laughs) Can you go ahead and do that for me, please? (laughs) Like that's, that's not exactly (laughs) the way it's going to work. But that's funny because that's kind of the way, the way our, the old school methods are like here, you change, you know, and, and it's like, you change your behavior too, so that I can, I can feel better. I can feel more relaxed. It's interesting. Um, so what brought you to the mindful parenting teacher training? So you, you're taking this, you're doing all this work. What brought you to the teacher training? Um, I felt like it seemed like the next logical step. And, um, and I felt like I had learned enough and I had benefited enough that I was really ready to share it with other people. And so I really wanted to, to be able to start sharing that and, um, and helping other people and spread it. So, and the other thing is that, you know, what you strengthen in another person, you strengthen in yourself. And so it's been a perfect continuation of my journey because then as I'm teaching these skills, I'm living them and, or trying to live them as best I can. And then when I fail, I'm having compassion for myself and trying again, And, um, you know, I think the other day I was having struggling with a situation with the chat with one of my kids. And then I'm like, goodness, who am I to be teaching this? I feel like such a fraud, you know, and I was like, I need to email Hunter and say, how many times can I lose it with my kids before I have to like turn in my mindful parenting teacher card? (laughs) And then I was just like, okay, forgive yourself and then, you know, move on. And then that was the session where my trainees were having all these results. So I was like, okay, it's, it's, we're still having these ripple effects, even even if I still lost it with my child yesterday. So, um, that self-compassion part has been really helpful and also really helpful to revisit again and again. And I think that the, the teaching it will definitely help me to continue revisiting it again and again, so that I can hone the skills in my life with my children and Amazing how strong and instant that stress response is, right? And and it's like you, you teach about it, we know about it, and we practice and you build that muscle, you you've reduced it. I mean, and I've reduced my incredibly rapid, like intense temper over the years, but I still lose it sometimes at my kids. I use it I lose it a little more skillfully. Now I'm like, I'm really angry right now. Ah! Or <laughs> most of the time I would say. But, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's as everybody's imperfect and we're not going to expect that perfection in ourselves. And I I know that's something that you've been working with, right. Is the, is the, the perfection achievement piece, right? Like go being able to be okay with that good enough piece. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Definitely, definitely an ongoing battle. I, I didn't even ever think I was a perfectionist before I had kids. And then I realized like, oh yeah, I've always been a perfectionist and I'm <laughs> even more so I, I feel like parenting you, I feel like, you know, I have to get this exactly right, preferably on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can't, I used to get so, I think I, I get so frustrated with like the you know, when you're like, you have a baby and they tell you like the ages one to three are so like critical. And I'm just like, no, I've ruined my child forever because I was like losing <laughs> it when they were two. And it's not true. It's, it's, it's work that we can do at any, every single age. I was, um, you know, just like there, there's a, there was a grandparent who was in my mindful parenting class in person that I taught a number of years ago. And she was in it for her six-year-old child, her six-year-old grandchild. And she told me at the end, she got emotional. And she told me about how she healed her relationship with her adult daughter that had been really troubled for many years. And it was like, oh, wow. You know, like, that's amazing. Um, So I don't know, for me, that was just, you know, that was a a real, you know, some of those stories are like a real catalyst for me to move forward. Just like you were saying, like that here, seeing your parents ahas was like a, you know, giving you that energy to move forward, even if in the imperfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And my mother, she is definitely my biggest supporter in this work. And she, even when I call her stressed and crazed, then she'll say, Um, you know, Becky Bailey is the creator of conscious discipline. So she'll say, what would Becky Bailey say this moment? Or or she'll even call me and ask about, um, what, what would I say to a coworker that's doing, doing this, you know, how would I handle that? And so, um, so it's nice because she'll ask me and then I'll, 
she'll remind me and then ask me at the same time. So it's definitely been good for our relationship as well for my mother and I. So I think, I think we both benefit from this work. That's cool. Um, that's what, you know, I've, my teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Zen Buddhist monk, he talks about has, as we change ourselves, we change, um, you know, as we sit and breathe peacefully, like we sit and breathe for all our ancestors and all the generations to come. And I always thought that was kind of like, um, really like a, like a very, um, like kind of like a more, uh, you know, philosophical or spiritual vision of that. But what you're describing is a very like real concrete realization of that, you know, as you do this work, you're doing it for, you know, your, your mother is in you doing it with you and talking to you about it. And then your kids are there with you, which is, you know, feeling the effects of all your changes too, which is so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, on that note, I, I tell a story. My husband and I did mindful parenting, the online course together the first time I did it. And, um, I think he meditated one time. And so he meditated one time and then he was calm for about, I, I say six months after he kept his calm for a long time after. And I was so annoyed because I was like, well, that's just easy. And then I kind of dropped off the meditation practice for a little while. And then I started doing, um, another one of your programs. And so then I, I picked it back up. And I told my husband, I was like, oh, I'm starting this again. And do you remember that time you meditated once and then you were calm for a really long time? I was like, maybe you should try that. And then he never got around to it. But then all of a sudden he was calm again. And I realized that my meditation practice was helping him to be calm. And I was like, wow, he's getting all these benefits. And, and I shared that story in my course. Uh, and one of my participants the next week said, my husband was totally calmer the next week. So um, there's definitely some sort of um, effect of, you know, breathing for other people. It's really, I think that's really true that, and I, I've, I've definitely seen it for myself in my, in my own house that when I take the time to do that for myself, that my husband sees the benefits and therefore I get more benefits from it. So it's really makes it more worth it, more bang for your buck, right? <laughs> a virtuous circle. Yeah. I mean, cause you're, you, he feeds off your energy just as you feed off his energy. You've, you're probably like, you don't realize how you're benefiting from his like superhuman innate calm that he just naturally has. <laughs> but I love that you could like see him benefiting from yours. So that's really cool. I love that. Do you, what are, what are your other takeaways um, from, from going through the teacher training or, or mindful parenting in general? Yeah, I think now that I've, I feel like I've started and stopped meditation enough, I feel like I can really see the benefits of, of a consistent practice and, and how that's, that's helpful to, to my life. And then definitely the self-compassion piece and the loving kindness is, is definitely one of my favorite pieces of mindful parenting where, you know, you're wishing other people well. And that's also very aligned with conscious discipline because they have, they teach kids the wish well. And so, you, you know, you put a hand on your heart and take a deep breath and kind of like send all your good positive vibes to another person. And so it's very, you know, it's totally aligned with that. And I, I find that that's one of the tools I would say I use the most is that loving kindness piece of, of sharing that, you know, and, and all kinds of places, you know, when you drive past a homeless person and you don't, you can't, you don't even have time to stop and you don't even know what you would do if you could, that's a, that's a time I use that loving kindness or, you know, in the grocery store or with a difficult child when I'm working at my job. And when I feel annoyed, you know, like I just, 
feel like it's really something I use all the time when my husband's, you know, when I feel annoyed with him and then I, I can just use that tool. So that's one of my, my favorite tools for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I think that more and more, I realize that like, um, uh, the, our mindfulness practice, like gives us this, this clear seeing and this ability to like expand our window of, of tolerance, um, and like resilience for all these different things, right? Like we can feel the feelings in our body with less like freaking out about them. Like, Oh my God, you know, we can, we can feel the feelings in our body. We can see the thoughts in our mind. We can start to like, it's this incredible ability to see and be aware of what's happening and to be able to tolerate what's happening. But the human baseline, the human baseline is kind of negative, right? <laughs> kind of critical, a, right. little, a little anxious, right? Because that's just the survival brain is like critical and anxious so that you can survive, right? Always looking for out for danger and stuff like that. And so our mindfulness helps to like see and tolerate all of that. But I think more and more the, you know, like the practice of loving kindness, the practice of wishing ourselves well, you know, wishing others well, affirmations, the gratitude practices, all of those, as we start to kind of like, they can, we can start to really, I mean, personally, anyway, I can start to really feel the sort of shift in my brain as I can consciously choose something that a thought that feels better, you know, or and in, in interrupt and, and see those, see those things that are kind of leading me down a, a darker road and then turn them around now, which is really kind of exciting for me. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm so excited for you. You have five more classes of your practicum as we record this and um, everybody, everybody in Mount Pleasant, Texas will have <laughs> an amazing mindful parenting teacher that you can call her, email her who calls someone up these days. <laughs> you can email Carrie and, um, and you can organize your own mindful parenting class and teach it, teach the parents in the schools <laughs> and, uh, all that. That's so exciting. Carrie, are you, um, is there anything we miss that I want that we should bring forward or, or anything you want to say to the listener as we start to close up? Um, not that I can think of. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and for the person who is not in Mount Pleasant, Texas, <laughs> and they're like you, who is like, uh, you know, I don't know about this. Maybe my kids need some, some, some threats of removing their screen time or a good spanking. And this, this whole mindful parenting thing, I I'm not quite sure about it. And I have a lot of doubts. What would you say to that person? Um, for me, the research that backs it all up is, is the thing that always helps me continue, even when it's hard, the, that this is proved the science proves that these techniques are effective and they're more effective for helping this relationship and more effective for, you know, ultimately getting the things that we want for our kids, right. In the long run, we want kids who are kind and compassionate. And I feel like these, these techniques are much more effective at creating a kind, compassionate child and thus a kind, compassionate world than punishments and threats are. So, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, gotta go back to the science. Thank you for, thank you for that. And, uh, 
Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, you guys, if you if you were listening only, you should check out the YouTube clips and see like the beautiful, amazing wallpaper Carrie has behind her because I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and soon you, we will we'll you you everyone in uh, Texas will be able to reach out to Carrie too. Um, so thank you so much for coming on today and talking. Thank you for, for having me. It's been a real pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so glad we got to share this great conversation with you. If you are interested in the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training, if you want to bring the Mindful Parenting course to your community, maybe you're a, a teacher, a therapist, a doula, maybe you're just passionate about parenting, then you might be perfect for this training program. It's five month intensive. It can be done from anywhere around the world when we're enrolling now. It gives you everything you need to bring mindful parenting to your community. So to learn about it and apply for a spot in the program, go to mindfulparentingcourse.com teach. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com teach. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here for this special bonus episode. I'm so glad that we could offer this episode for you. I'm so excited for Tuesday's podcast. We're going to be talking to an amazing author, Ethan Cross. We're talking about befriending that voice in your head. So be sure you are here around for this episode on Tuesday. And hey, listen, if you got something out of this episode, I'd love to see, you know, if you loved it, just go ahead and share it. Share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Mindful Mama Mentor and I will give you a shout out there. We can connect. Such That's the beauty of the social media. So thank you so much for listening, my friend. So glad to connect with you. Can't wait to talk to you in a few days for Ethan Cross's episode and I'm wishing you a beautiful weekend and all of those things. Take care my friend. Namaste. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.